The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Hi, I'm former Buffalo Bills wide receiver Don Beebe, and you're listening to Nate and the Fellas on Circling the Wagons podcast on the Buffalo Rumblings podcast network. Because nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Go Bills. Yeah. 2022. We here. Welcome to the Circling the Wagons podcast, a podcast discussing the Bills all year round with interviews, news, recaps, and insightful fan discussion. Here's your host and lifelong Bills fan, Nate. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I'm your host, Nate. Thank you so much for joining us in this special Super Bowl preview episode of the Philadelphia Eagles versus the Kansas City Chiefs. As always, this episode is brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at DeLago. If you're in the Western New York or Central New York area this Super Bowl Sunday, or even uh, a day before, check out the DraftKings Sportsbook at DeLago at the DeLago Resort and Casino. It is a great place to have a drink, make a bet, have some food. Uh, It is the jewel of Waterloo. We are joined by a very special guest. And if you listened to us right before the Bills-Chiefs Week 6 matchup this past season, you heard us talk to this gentleman. He is a former second-round pick of the Kansas City Chiefs in 1991. He played with the Chiefs for five years, including with Hall of Fame quarterback Joe Montana. He is the host of the Believe in Chiefs podcast with Jeff Edditon. And I'd like to welcome Joe Valerio back to the podcast. Joe, it is an honor to talk to you again. How are you doing? Oh, Nate, it's great to be with you. Thank you. It's uh, great to you know be talking this week about all this great matchup that that we're going to see. Um, you know, I love I love any time I get to talk to the Bills community. I got a really neat you know kind of uh, for lack of better terms affiliation in my time with the Chiefs in the '90s. Right, getting to see those great Buffalo teams and playing against them in in the, in the 1993 AFC Championship game at Rich Stadium, and what a thrill that was. And Obviously, they went on to uh, to play the Cowboys. I was actually at that. I went to this. I went to that Super Bowl, oh, wow. and I saw the uh, the game in Atlanta um, against the Cowboys. So I was really pulling 
for the Bills in that game, right? Having uh, having had lost to them in that and, and watching the success that they had had during that year. And obviously, they've got a lot of that back, right? I mean, they got a lot of that mojo back, and the Bills have had a, a great run, and it's become a great rival, rivalry with the Chiefs. And I think the AFC is poised to really be the conference of choice. You know, when you look at some of these matchups between the Bills, the Bengals, the Chiefs, upstart Jaguars, you know, there's a lot of really good talent some great young quarterbacks in Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert with the Chargers and Lamar Jackson with the with the uh, with the Ravens. I mean, it's just it's Joe Burrow, of course. It's just a really uh, I'm really high on the AFC right now, and um, but it's great to be with you. And 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 this game is really special for me because you know I grew up in Philadelphia. I live in Philadelphia. Uh, you know, the Eagles were my team. Obviously, my formative years of becoming a football fan were spent. You know, at the old vet, uh, or watching the Eagles on TV, or going to their training camp, which was only a few miles from my house. Uh, growing up, when they used to go to Widener University uh, in Chester, Pennsylvania, so uh, I could walk there from my house uh, and ride my bike, and so I used to go watch them all the time. So, you know, this is a tough one for me because I have my, you know, my affiliation with the Chiefs, having played with them, really loved the team, followed them on the Chiefs, you know, uh, on our Believe in Chiefs podcast with Jeff Doten. So. You know, it's just it's cool stuff. I mean, I, I, listen, I had a fantasy football team with a bunch of uh, buddies a while back, and I call, I had so many Chiefs and Eagles players on my roster, and because I had my affiliations with both cities, I called them the Kansadelphia Cheagles. Um, that was the name of my of my team. And then you got all the connections, right, Nate? There's the Chiefs and and Eagles have a pipeline of talent, both in front office coaching and players that have gone back and forth down you know, I-76 there between the two cities um, for years, going back to the Carl Peterson days in the 90s, all the players from Philadelphia or the Eagles that had gone out there, Herm Edwards, Carl Harrison, John Bunning, or some old names from those 80s uh, Super Bowl team for the Eagles that, that ended up in Kansas City. Uh, a lot of players, coaches, Dick Vermeil, Andy Reid, you know, just it's just, it seems to be a disproportionate number of players, coaches, and front office that have shared time between the two cities uh, and two franchises, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I love the fact that, that you have that personal connection to the Eagles franchise, just being growing up a fan, and but then also have this special bond. I mean, you do a podcast for the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, you played for them. This is kind of like when you first found out about it. Now, you mentioned on your podcast that you were traveling. Uh, you're actually in an airplane, right, when the game was about finished. So you knew that the 49ers were already in the Super Bowl. Or I'm sorry, the Eagles were already in the Super Bowl against the 49ers, but you didn't know the Chiefs were in. When you like found out that that moment that your two favorite teams were in the Super Bowl, I mean, what's that experience like? Yeah, my first thought selfishly was, you know, who am I going to root for? You know, <laughs> who, who am I literally going to be a fan of? Because I'm a football fan. You know, yeah, I cover the Chiefs in a podcast and I played for the Chiefs, but, you know, I'm still a football fan and, and I love the game. I love watching good games. I love rooting for a team because you want to have some somebody to pull for, right? That's the, the, the magic of sports, right? Is, is getting a pull for somebody and support them and be a supporter. And, um, you know, that was the first thing I thought of is how, what's, you know, what's our Super Bowl party going to look like? You know, I, I knew I was not going to the game. I'd made that decision. Even if the Chiefs went and if the Eagles were there, I was, I was not going to go to the game. Um, I was going to, you know, we're going to celebrate it at home. And so now we're, we've decided we've got you know, we've got uh, cheesesteaks and hoagies on order, and they're going to be on the left side of the room. And then we've got there's a there's a place in Philadelphia that we 
we like. It was somebody who came from the Midwest and, and started a Kansas City, Kansas City barbecue joint here in the Philadelphia area. So we're going to get some Kansas City barbecue on the right side of the basement. So we'll let people's stomachs decide who they want to root for by the food they're eating, I think, at the game. We've got some cheese balloons. We've got some Eagles balloons. So <laughs> awesome. it's going to be interesting. I, I, I think the vast majority of the people that are, that are at our house enjoying the game are probably going to be rooting for the Eagles. Um, it's just because, you know, that's what Philadelphians do. They, they, they're, we're very parochial and we're very, uh, you know, we're very city centric about, you know, uh, about, the, about, about our sports teams and about our, our, our geography. So, uh, I, I'm, I'm assuming, and, and I'm not going to be disappointed either way, Nate, uh, <laughs> you know, if, if, if either team wins, it's going to be good for me. I, I, you know, in some ways, you know, it's interesting because if the Eagles win, you know, then my daughters who live in Philadelphia get to, you know, get to a parade and, and not get to get to have some festivities because I don't actually live in Kansas City. So I don't get to experience I won't get to experience the magic of it. So it's a it's a dilemma. I'm definitely walking right down Broadway on this one, <laughs> right down the middle. I like it. I like it. Uh, let me ask you about, you know, you've played for several different quarterbacks over the years. Um, you've seen. Patrick Mahomes play a lot. He was injured in the Jaguars playoff game. Um, it's been a couple of weeks since he last played. It looked like he was kind of hobbled slightly, but obviously the the Chiefs still pulled out a win against the Bengals. Um, how healthy do you think he'll be for the Super Bowl this week? Well, you know, that's a really good question, and, and only he and the trainers are really going to know what, uh, you know, what's going on with that high ankle sprain. You know, they're tough injuries, and if it was a confirmed high ankle sprain, those are tough, and you see the players. It's, luckily, fortunately, knock on wood, you know, quarterback's probably the only position on the field that you can actually play with one of those, right? I mean, I don't, I don't think there's any other player or position on the field that could be as effective with a high ankle sprain um, that a quarterback could be having one, just based on you know body movement and, and what you have to do on at every other position on the football field. So we're lucky, you know, that it was, you know. That uh, you know that he could he could play on it. it. It's tough that it's his back foot because I did see in the Bengals game I did see a little bit of you know front foot throwing and not not having enough. Not that Patrick doesn't have an unbelievable arm. He could probably throw from his knees as strong as most quarterbacks throw from their feet because he's just got such a good arm and such good athletic ability and core strength. But you know still he did come up short on a few throws. You could tell when he ran he was not going to make any big cuts. He was kind of going straight line. Um, or he was going to try to skirt out of bounds, which, you know, luckily he did when, when they got that penalty. Um, you know, uh, so I, I think, you know, look, Patrick Mahomes at, at 80% is probably as good as most quarterbacks in the NFL at 120%. <laughs> so, you know, uh, w the Chiefs are lucky that they have him. And and I think football fans are lucky to have him um, back there uh, to, to, to sort of be magical. He's magical. And I think his, his secret sauce is the fact that he sees the game in slow motion. And I think that's why I don't, I think that's why the ankle injury hasn't been like the devastating thing that you thought it would be because he wins the game by making good decisions and seeing things happen a lot more slowly than you and I do. Nate. he, he just, you know, where, where, where things would be whizzing by us. I think he just has this gift where things just go very slowly in front of his eyes and he can make decisions. And it's almost as if he's in slow, everything, everybody else is in slow motion while he's going in full motion. So that's, I think what his real secret sauce is besides his great arm strength and great athletic ability. But I think if you had to pinpoint one thing that really sets him apart, I think it is that and allows him to make really good decisions. Um, so, 
mean, that's a long answer to a short question, I know. But I think I think the injury is going to affect him, no doubt. Sometimes, you know, when you play with an injury or, you know, you have something to think about other than what you need to do, maybe it's a good distraction. I, I don't know. Maybe it's, it's, it's level set him to where now he has to stay in the pocket a little bit more and make more QB decisions and not try to win the game with a shovel pass or a crazy flip of the ball over his head or things like that. You know, you don't know. I mean, maybe that's why he was pretty effective against the Bengals. He really had to zero in and focus on what he needed to. So, yeah, it's 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 definitely a shame that it, it has to happen. But you know, that's the NFL. You gotta you gotta play through attrition. You gotta play through injuries. And I think the Chiefs are making the most of it for sure with the treatment and the staff that they're using to get him better. Now, one thing that Patrick Mahomes has, even though he's he might be slightly injured this game um, compared to last Super Bowl is he has a much better offensive line in front of him. You mentioned on your podcast that, you know, the Eagles and Chiefs both have great offensive lines in general. I mean, you, you could argue that they have really good defensive lines in general because the Eagles ended the season with the most sacks in the NFL and then the Chiefs were right behind them at number two. Um, if you were the Eagles uh, looking at, you know, the weaknesses that the Chiefs do have. I mean, how would you how would you try to exploit either that that Chiefs offense or that Chiefs defense if you're the Philadelphia Eagles? I mean, I start with one thing, uh, and then I'll go to the second thing. But I think the one thing they need to do is get the get the singled matchups on the offensive line and pass downs that they need to get right and be effective with the alignment of the strength of their of their defense. So, you know. If listeners can vision this in their mind's eye, think about, you know, a four man front, you know, evenly spaced with the two defensive tackles over the guards and the two defensive ends over the tackles, right? A very standard four man rush in pass protection or in pass downs. Then you're going to, what you're going to do is you're going to have linebackers, right? And they're going to be bouncing around in the middle of the field. They're going to be over to the left or over to the right. What, what the, the Eagles need to do is make sure they're getting the right matchups that they want to get and, and aligning their linebackers or their blitz look to the side away from those one-on-one. So for example, if the Eagles line Hassan Reddick up to their left, the Chiefs right, and they put him over Andrew Wiley, what they're going to want to do is they're going to want to get Creed Humphrey, their center, to slide to the left. So they're going to try to load up the defense over to the Eagles' right or the Chiefs' left, and they're going to try to get Creed Humphrey and Patrick Mahomes to go left, left, left. And what that's telling everybody is, okay, Creed Humphrey, you're the uncovered lineman. We're going to send you to the left, right? We're going to slide pass protection you to the left, and we're going to get three offensive linemen on the down two linemen, and whatever linebacker comes from that position or safety that the line is going to be responsible for that third player. So now you got three on three, right, with a blitz. Over to the right, you have two on two. You have a guard versus the tackle, and you got a tackle versus the defensive end, and it's one on one, mano y mano. Who's got the better skills? Who can handle the singled up pass rush or any stunts that those two players might run together to try to get the offensive lineman off of level, right, where they're creating seams? That tells the quarterback also that if somebody comes off of the right side, the offensive right side, they're hot, right? If there's no back end to pick that player up, now you've got six rushers versus five linemen. You have a hot, you have a hot linebacker or safety coming off of the right. 
Patrick's got, got to get rid of the ball. Now, if he knows he has a back in like Jarek McKinnon or Clyde Edwards-Alaire or Isaiah Pacheco, then he knows that if he sends the center to the left, he's going to send the back to the right. Now you've got six on six if, if somebody comes off of the right side. So that's the chess game that I think the Eagles are going to have to play. And I think, you know, with meaning, I mean, no disparaging remarks to Andrew Wiley. He's a fantastic offensive lineman. But if you do speak objectively, he's probably the one that struggles the most with pass protection. And and I think they're going to try to get the one-on-one rush with Asan Reddick, who's having a fantastic playoff run. They're going to try to get him one-on-one with Andrew Wiley and go mano we mano Hey, listen, if Andrew steps up and he takes care of business, Patrick Holmes is going to be fine. He'll be able to stand in the pocket and have plenty of time. But if they get the one-on-one matchups that they need, so that's what I would watch if I'm a listener uh, or a fan of this game and you're watching the game. I would watch where the center declares the strength of the protection and who's going to be one-on-one pass rushing and how fast that can get Patrick Mahomes out of the pocket. And Because he's a master at, at, at finding the open space within a pocket. And the Chiefs line is good at, at protecting him that way. But if somebody's coming in too fast, then you know he could be in trouble with that bad ankle. So... You know, here I am giving the Eagles uh, defensive coordinator a lot of little little things to think about, right? I shouldn't be doing that as somebody who follows the Chiefs, but but that's just me looking at it objectively. Oh yeah, no, I I love the the breakdown you just gave. I could visualize it uh, mentally, um, and I love the fact that you know your former offensive line um, experience just. It's it's great for for what we're talking about, especially with the strengths and weaknesses of the Chiefs and the Eagles. Uh, Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. You look at the Eagles as kind of a team that doesn't have as much experience in these big games from a coaching level, from a player level. Um, You mentioned how all of these players have been drafted, like 10 out of the 11 starters on the Eagles offense were drafted by the team. I mean, how many of them were there for that Super Bowl run several years ago? Um, Andy Reid has been to the Super Bowl several times. He's won before. Uh, How much do you think, in in your opinion, does experience matter that the Chiefs have that Andy Reid has, Patrick Mahomes has, you know, several starters on offense and defense for the Chiefs that went to the Super Bowl against the Bucs just a few years ago. How much do you think that matters when it comes to this game and how big of a role could it be? Oh, it's, it's, huge. it's a huge factor. You know, having championship DNA, I like to call it, is really important in the NFL. You know, it's a big stage. 
been a lot of distractions. There's been a lot going on with the players, and they've had to try to stay as focused as they can. They got family, you know, in town. I'm sure they've got a lot of people nipping at them for their t- their time, and all they want to do is you know get focused on the game. And it's hard not to get caught up in all that, right? I mean, it's 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 uh, it's fun. It's the Super Bowl. It's what it's all about. But at the same time, they know they have a game to play. And I think the more you've been in that environment, the better prepared you can be. And the distractions just seem to be noise as opposed to things that you have to do. Um, And I think that's something that will give the Chiefs just a tiny little bit of an advantage. Um, Then again, I think going on to the Eagles side, just being objective, I think the fact that this team has been, this offense at least, has been drafted together um, and that they've they're, they built this team together with, you know, A.J. Brown being the only offensive starter who was picked up in, in free agency or a trade. Everybody else was on the, in the draft. That means something, too, for this Eagles team, that they built that offense from the ground up um, through the draft. You know, that's a, a real – the whole offense is a testament to the general manager and the coaching staff and the scouts for finding those players. And, and even with A.J. Brown coming, he didn't come as a free agent. He came in a trade, which is another front office move, as opposed to – Free agency is a little bit easier because players are just out there. You know who they are. They're sitting on a free agent board. You know who you can get. And if you give them enough money and you show you show them a good enough time in your city, they might come to your place, right? Um, so I think it was masterful, you know, that, that you could build an offense with, you know, a, a 10 of the 11 starters in the draft and one of them coming through a trade and not even free agency. So I think that gives the Eagles, you know, some some uh, offense at least, some some something to rally around. Right, that they, they built it, they're all in it together. So, but going back to the original question, I, I do think that the Chiefs' experience in this situation is an absolute advantage. I think Andy Reid, you know, he's been there, he's been to four Super Bowls, you know, one with the Eagles, three with the Chiefs, he's been to five straight AFC championship games, he played NFC championship games when he was coaching the Eagles. Like, the guy's, he's cool as the other side of the pillow, you know, I mean, he's not going to get flustered, he's not. He's going to he's going to be prepared. He's going to put together a game plan. You know, Nick Sirianni might be he might be coming into this, and it might be a whirlwind for him. And he might be thinking about all the distractions. See, I'm sure he's not, but he could be. And and I think that's probably um, you know something that uh, will definitely give give the Chiefs a little bit of an advantage. Great. Well, now's the time for a score prediction for the Chiefs. Now, I, I, and the Chiefs Eagles. I, I know you don't want to do it because it's such a tough thing. But I mean, where do you see this game going? I know you did it on your podcast. I'm going to ask you because you were so close on the the Bengals Chiefs prediction score. I think you were only like two points off from the final prediction. I think you said 21-20 and ended up being 23-20. So here, you know, if if people are listening at, at home, you know, and they're and they're looking at this game, you know, where do you see that it going? You know, who who yeah. do you have? Well, as, I'm going to give you the. I'll give you the politically correct answer. I'll give you the score first that could go either way. Okay. Um, I think the score is going to be 31 to 27. And, and I think it's going to be relatively high scoring. And that's pretty high scoring for a lot of these high-powered games that we thought were going to be more scoring than they were um, in this playoff run, AFC and NFC. I think the games have been all in relatively lower scoring, I think. But this game, I see it being high scoring, and I see it coming down to a four-point game because – I think um, I think both defenses are not 100% prepared to, to see what they're going to see. Um, I think the Chiefs' defense has not seen anything like a Patrick Mahomes offense since they saw them last year, which it's, it's kind of a new defense at this point. 
um, from a personnel perspective. They haven't seen anything like this all year in the NFC. You know, this high-powered, complicated, complex, motion-filled, you know, sort of magical playbook that Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy have put together. Then you, you couple in Patrick Mahomes and what he can do with Travis Kelsey and, and the weapons that he does have. So I think I think that's that's a factor. But also on the flip side, I think the Eagles uh, are going to propose an offense that the Chiefs have not seen anything like. And here's why I think it could possibly go into the Eagles' favor. I'm not saying either team can't win, right? I mean, look, the lowly Bears could beat either of these teams if all goes well and all goes wrong for one of the teams, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, anybody in the NFL can win on any given Sunday. But I give a little bit of, of, of an advantage to the Eagles because I'm really worried about how the Chiefs are going to handle the run-pass option. Um, I think it, it's it's Patrick and the magic that he brings to the table are absolutely something to worry about. However, if the Chiefs aren't disciplined and they haven't spent the last couple of weeks repping the RPO to the best of their ability and getting players that could emulate Jalen Hurts and what he can do, it could be more effective against the Chiefs then the Chiefs' magic offense could be against the Eagles, if that makes sense. So, you know, I give a slight tip. You know, I'd rather say that it's going to be 31-27, and rather than saying it's going to be the Eagles, I give the Eagles like a 55% chance of winning and coming up with that score, and the, and the Chiefs like a 45% chance. Not because I don't love the Chiefs and I don't believe in them, but I have to be objective, right? I can't just sit here and be rah-rah for the Chiefs because I played for them and cover them. I have to be objective, and I hope that the Chiefs fans that listen to to us will understand that I have to be objective. I'm not saying the Chiefs aren't going to win or couldn't win, but you have to, on paper, which games are not played, by the way, games are not played on paper. On paper, you have to look at these things that way and look at the resume of the team throughout the year and the injuries that are piling up. I mean, is Travis Kelsey 100%? We still don't really know. You know, I know he hasn't been on any of the injury reports, but he was day-to-day -day against the Bengals. How can Patrick Mahomes against this really good, not you know, not that the Bengals didn't have a great defense, but how's he going to do against this really top-rated defense for the Eagles? So, you know, I have to be objective, and, and that's kind of where I'm leaning. I, I, I don't want to just pick one team to say they're going to win 31-27. I'd rather put a percentage on it and, and let it ride that way um, and know that, you know, listen – any either team, if the Eagles throw three interceptions and fumble three times, it could be a cakewalk for the for the Chiefs. Vice versa, if Patrick Mahomes struggles with his leg, he throws a pick or two, a special teams touchdown, you know, a turnover here and there, Eagles scoop and score, it could be a runaway for the like. That's football. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I, I mean, I look, I'm rooting for both teams, and that's kind of my. My politically correct statement. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You know, it's funny you just mentioned. You know, it could be like I. I, I picture it exactly like you said 31 27 close game high scoring game two great teams but it could end up like that broncos seahawks super bowl just a few years ago where we thought that was going to be an amazing matchup and the broncos just you know made mistake after mistake peyton manning did and then all of a sudden you know they they lose by you know 20 something points so um absolutely i could see it go going either way i'm this is 
you know, unbelievable to talk to you, Joe. It's, I, I listen to your podcast, especially when there's, you know, a Bill's uh, Chiefs, you know, preview. Um, and then afterwards to hear your, uh, your insight as, you know, why you think the, the game went well or not leading up to the Bills game. Um, it's, this is the third time we've talked together, and I've appreciated every single one of them. Um, you can find the Believe in Chiefs podcast with you and Jeff um, on any podcast platform. I just gave it a five-star review today. Absolutely worth it. Um, where can they find you on social media or anything else that you're working on? Yeah, sure. No, my handle is uh, at JoeValerio73, which was uh, my number in KC. And, uh, yeah, so I uh, – I enjoy interacting with uh, with fans and fo- Chiefs fans and football fans alike, and you know, getting to interact after doing you know something as wonderful as this on circling the wagons and interacting. So, you know, if anybody ever has any questions, please reach out on social media. It's fun to interact and stay active with the game and um, and with the fans. I'm, you know, I'm a football fan first, and and I think for I, I you know I think Nate, I totally agree with you. It, you know, these games can always go either way, and but as a football fan. Um, I'd hate to see, I'd hate to see a blowout, you know, either way, look, Eagles fans would, would yell at me for saying that. And Chiefs fans would yell at me for saying that. No, we want the Chiefs to win 45 to nothing. And Eagles fans would say, we want the Eagles to win 45 to nothing. And I get it. I get it. I'm, I'm a fan too. And I want, you know, the team that you're rooting for, you want to win. Um, and you want them to win big, but you know, as a football fan, cause you know, there's 30 other fan bases out there right now and a world that's watching besides just the 30 you know, North American based football teams, right? Um, there's a lot of the world's watching this game and I want to see a good game for everybody. You know, um, th- that makes it fun. That makes a Super Bowl memorable. And, you know, it makes you want to keep watching and keep watching for the new commercial that's coming on next at the TV timeout. So, you know, I, I hope it's a close game. I hope it's a game that people remember where players, you know, play. Hard. Oh, and one thing that I would like to say about that, I'm really proud about both cities and, and the players and the front office and everybody involved. What a, what, what a just refreshing pregame this has been. And I, when I say pregame, I mean everything leading up to it since both teams were deemed to be in the game, you know, from last, you know, Sunday, you know, two Sundays ago. Uh, I'm just so, it's so nice that we didn't get into any of the Burrowhead, mayor of Cincinnati shenanigans, like, the worst thing that's happened so far from a bulletin board material perspective has been, you know, Juju Smith-Schuster, I think, came out and said that Philadelphia doesn't actually have the best cheesesteaks. Like, if that's the worst trash talk that happens in a two-week Super Bowl run-up, yeah. that's pretty cool because these teams respect each other. And no player is out there chipping. Look, do the, do the players believe they're going to win and that they're going to dominate the player in front of them? They better because that's why you play the game. But the fact that nobody's out there chipping about it and saying, I'm going to beat this player and I'm going to sack this person and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that against this person and this organization stinks and they have no respect for us and blah, 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 blah. Like it has been so refreshing to just talk about the things you and I talked about and not get into the whole, what do you think of Burrowhead? What do you think of the mayor of Cincinnati? What do you think about what Travis Kelsey said at the pre post game after he slammed the mayor of Cincinnati? It's like God, just that stuff was just noise, right? Mm-hmm. This is just two teams that are good, two best teams, record-wise, you know, going into the game, and it's just been really refreshing. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh, I couldn't. I'm so glad you said that. You hit the nail on the head. It's so nice to not have that drama off to the side. Um, and uh, yeah, so obviously you have a lot of podcasts, uh, you know, radio spots, um, a Super Bowl party to attend to. So thank you so much again for coming on, Joe. I think you really hit oh, the nail on the great head. Great to be with you, bud. Anytime. You got my contact info. You ever want to talk football? Bills, Chiefs, Eagles, because I do, I do actually do some spots um, on local radio during the week here in the Philadelphia area um, about the uh, about the Eagles. I, I join a good friend of mine, uh, Mike Gill, on on ninety seven point three uh, in South Jersey, and it's called Cup of Joe. So uh, we do that, and uh, it's on the ESPN uh, radio network, and uh, we do that um, during the week, which is a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, so I, we, we generally talk Eagles, but, you know, we kind of saw this coming, uh, uh, you know, as, 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 as Eagles fans here in the, in the East, they saw this chiefs thing, this train rolling and this, this collision, we talked about this weeks and weeks ago about what this might be like if the two teams, uh, met up, especially once they both got the number one seeds, um, in, in the, in the NFL. So, uh, or in, or in their conferences. So, uh, yeah, so it was a, it was a great run. Hey, great to see DeMar Hamlin making an appearance um so yeah good good stuff again this episode is brought to you by the DraftKings sportsbook at delago be sure to follow us on twitter as i will be doing a live twitter space after the super bowl we will talk about the outcome of the game obviously maybe we'll bring in some seasonal recap segments like uh sweet sassy molassy play of the game or wall of fame wall of shame from that game and then maybe we'll do uh we'll do something fun like your favorite commercial Uh, of that game so um, looking forward to talking to you all about that on Sunday evening so for me Nate go Bills let's root for a good game fly Eagles fly and I'll talk to you all again soon Buffalo 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 it's the mafia Buffalo 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 it's the mafia Buffalo 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 it's the mafia it's the Buffalo Bills eh it's the Buffalo Bills eh Buffalo 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 it's the mafia Josh Allen Steph Diggs Shaq Lawson who's stopping us Trey Edmonds Ed Oliver Jordan Phillips who blocking us I don't see nobody stopping us number one no one on top of us what they gonna do in Matt Milano coming with the blitz off the edge don't you throw it in the air cause Trey White and Micah High were intercepts Von Miller getting double team not a team getting easy sacks Russo with the double moves coming straight for the quarterback take him down take him down McDermott clapping on the sidelines and the crowd going crazy Mafia it's our time Josh Allen it's your time it's the Mafia yeah Sunday one Bills drive Mafia where you at Buffalo, 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 it's the mafia. 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 It's the Buffalo Bills, eh? It's the Buffalo Bills, eh? Buffalo, Buffalo. Buffalo, it's the mafia. Josh Allen, Steph Diggs, Shaq Lawson, who's stopping us? Trey Edmonds, Ed Oliver, Jordan Phillips, who blocking us? I don't see nobody stopping us. Number one, no one on top of us. Mitch Moore snapped to Josh Allen, looking down the field, see no one open, so he scrambled right. He sees somebody open, but he off balance, so he gotta be focused. Dawkins with the block, Allen with the shock, 70 yards.
Nas, will it be called Gabe Davis or Jay Crowder? Down the field, past the whole roster, that step digs make it so easy. Touchdown, high my field, rocking every Sunday. Got a hangover on every Monday. Get your bass kicked, you know we winning. Josh Allen passing, who gon' pass us? With Devin and Cook, you know we great. If you're not a Bills fan, we don't relate. Nah. Buffalo, 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 it's the Mafia Josh Allen, Steph Diggs, Don Brown, who's stopping us? Trey Edmonds, Ed Oliver, Jordan Phillips, who's blocking us? No one Thank you for listening to the Circling the Wagons podcast. Download and subscribe to us in your favorite podcast service. Email us at ctwpod at gmail.com. That's Charlie Tango Whiskey Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at ctwpod. And most importantly, go Bills! Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills, mate. <laughs> More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.